Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. It's 8.23 a.m., and I am inside a car in a parking structure outside a recording studio in the armpit of Los Angeles known as Hollywood, and I'm feeling dread in my body. I'm about to go into a full day of um, doing the audio for my book, and I know you're thinking, you complainer what are you complaining about you you know you you had the privilege of writing a book and now it's um turning into an audiobook which is the natural process of every book and you're complaining about reading a book today john do you understand there are people with a lot less a lot less and worse situations not complaining and yes um i am very aware of that and i do not like that about myself it's something that i continually try to work on is uh not dipping into my old default, which is dread. Not getting up and saying, oh, I got to do this. Um, I am better at catching myself. But because before I would allow myself to say, oh, I got to do this and then live there. At least today, I am able to um, be aware of it more and then do what I can to pull myself out of that quicksand. By the way, I feel like, uh, or it's going to sound like I'm in that movie Chud. Uh, I think that's an an 80s movie. (laughs) Very obscure movie. I don't know why I thought of that. But I remember that movie takes place like underneath the sewage system with like weird creatures. And there's all these strange noises in the background. And uh, I apologize in advance if you hear that um, in the background of this podcast episode. Because uh, there's strange... um, sounds and construction and and just random echoes of stuff happening okay a couple things i want to say uh before we get into it number one and it is pretty random but i just had a thought in my car um i think keanu reeves is more enlightened than eckhart tolle i i do because (laughs) i i feel like people who announce you know like like i think i think the um the actual announcement of something um, contradicts truth. It's like when you say, okay, look, I'm not trying to be mean, but, right? And then you are mean or like, you know. And the thing about Keanu Reeves is, have you ever heard any bad press about Keanu Reeves? I just, I don't, it's so strange how a movie star... Um, just has zero bad press about him. And, uh, you know, you see the photos of him, like, eating a sandwich in the park, like on a park bench by himself. Or, like, he's in a movie theater and he's watching the movie with his helmet on by himself. And he just kind of, like, does these huge, you know, multi-million dollar movies. And then he's, like, riding his little uh, Triumph motorcycle through the streets of Hollywood. And... um eating sandwiches in the park and I don't know. I think he, I, I think he's, he, he's either enlightened and super, you know, pre, or the, you know, the closest to that, or he's completely ob- oblivious. And I know that's a fine line. Maybe, maybe to get 
into enlightenment, you have to be oblivious. So you're not hooked from all the outside shit that happens. Anyway, he seems like a really cool guy. Genuine, authentic, grounded. Someone who probably, and I and I'm, I was thinking about him because, you know, going back to the topic of dread, um, he doesn't seem like he dreads his days. You hear that? You hear that background noise? That's Chud. Those are monsters in the sewer. He doesn't seem like he, um, he just seems super grateful. And then even with like fans, um, I think he does the best he can to like sit down with them and talk to them. And I'm like, man, I don't know how he does that, but. I was thinking about him because um, that's the kind of energy that I would like. Speaking of energy, if you put a bookmark there real quick. If you don't know and you're new to my podcast, assembly is required in that um, I will spit out a lot of uh, fragments of thoughts and just dialogue. And then you kind of have to piece them together. <laughs> um. I have this app that I've been using where uh, you, you, you put your food in and there's these little round circles and uh, when you had enough carbs, fats, and proteins, um, the bar of the circle fills up and it, it taps out and then you're, you know, you're supposed to be done. Now, of course, you could continue, right? But um, that's when you're supposed to stop eating those things. And I think a lot of people mistake energy for that in that they think that there's only a certain amount of energy that you have in a day and then you know don't waste it because you're gonna you're gonna tap out and i don't think that's true i think energy is more like imagine a balloon that is above your head and you're like blowing the balloon up um not not blowing it up as in the balloon is already the balloon already has air in it and it's kind of floating and gravity is slowly <laughs> making it fall towards your face and then you blow and then the air that you're blowing pushes the balloon back up and then it kind of comes back down and then you blow again and it goes back up i feel like the energy that we have is kind of like that i think there's an ebb and flow and i think what determines our energy to lower or to get absorbed is what we think about i think that's huge right the our thought consumption um our environment who we're around We've all been around people who give us energy. You know, I've had conversations, I'm sure you have too, meaningful ones with friends over coffee and you leave that um, that exchange just super like naturally high and fired up and, and optimistic and, you know, a herd and human. Um, and then I have friends where you hang out with them and then they make it all about them and then you leave just drained, right? Um, that part of my life I send invoices for <laughs> as a therapist. So we, we uh, the, the environment, uh, who we're around, um, how much they're taking from us, right? I think that, that uh, is a factor. And then also I think... Um, our space as far as experience, you know, um, if I was on the beach or even if I was just at a coffee shop writing and working, I get a lot of energy that doesn't drain me uh, because I, I, I love do it. I love doing it. Um, 
but but being here and doing something that I that I don't really want to do, which is read out loud for about six hours, that that's that drains my energy. Now here's the question. Here's what's interesting. How much of that is actually truth, and how much of that is created because of my um, thinking, because of my angle, my mindset, my way in? Do you know what I'm saying? So like. Today I'm going to be um, in the studio reading reading a book. Okay, so that's factual. That's an event. How and, and then I'm labeling that as um, you know me me uh, losing energy, and I'm going into it with dread, and I don't want to do this and pouting like a child. Um, how much of that energy draining is due to my mindset? I don't know, but I think it's huge. I think it's a really big percentage because if I could get to a place where I go into it with gratitude and curiosity um, and also, you know, stand on my truth. I mean, you can't deny or fake that it's hard work or it's tedious or it's going to be, you know, my eyes are going to hurt. I'm going to lose my voice, like whatever. But if I go into it, Without dread, but gratitude, like like I get to, you know that whole saying, you get to do this instead of you have to. If I go into it with a, I get to do this instead of I have to do it. How much of this event that has not changed, how much of it will actually give me energy instead of take energy? And I think that's what's really interesting is our power to reframe um to go into something with a different mindset which then gives us a different experience even though the event hasn't changed i think that's really interesting it's something that i um am working on i should actually um be working on that right now in my car instead of <laughs> making a podcast episode. I actually am just by talking about it out loud and, and being aware of it and setting that intention. Then the other question is like, how do you do that? Right. And I think it's different for everyone. How do you change your, I mean, in a nutshell, how do you change your attitude and do it in a way that's honest and not like white knuckling, whether you're going into, um, oh, here's a great example. Uh, when I was single, I was single for many stretches of my life. Uh, I got catfished, catfished once. I, I, I swiped on uh, a Drew, Car- Drew Barrymore, and Drew Carey showed up. Right? I, I, uh, um, she looked nothing, nothing like her photograph. Like, not even resembled. Um, I think she actually not only used filters, but she like took Photoshop and 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 gave herself um digital plastic surgery i don't know she just looked she was unrecognizable and i didn't even know it was her until she like you know um walked up to me uh because i looked the same in my uh my uh, or i looked the same in my dating apps as i do in person i, I don't i just take regular photos and um when i realized that oh this is the person that I'm, i have a date with and real quick w- wouldn't you rather your date be pleasantly surprised than instantly disappointed because you uh because of the false advertising i don't know why people put their best photos they've ever taken on the dating apps because where do you go from there 
<laughs> they're going to be disappointed already, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, I in that split second, I had the choice or I had to make a decision. Because what I felt my body was, I felt ripped off. I felt lied to. I felt like, oh, shit, you know, I made time for this date and I just wasted, you know, all of that, right? Dread. And then I took a beat and I was like, how can I make the best of this situation? Obviously, you know, this is not going further than this dinner. Um, and I And I knew she felt insecure about it. I mean, obviously, because if you're putting photos that look nothing like you and then um, then you show up to the date. There, there's obviously an, an insecurity about yourself. And so I was trying to be empathetic. And she sat down. And in that moment, I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to make her laugh. I'm going to buy dinner. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to hear her story. I'm just going to be kind. And we're going to um, have a conversation and get to know each other. And then that's that, you know, it's going to be single serving because I don't I'm not attracted to this person, but um, I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to lean into this experience instead of pulling from dread, feeling ripped off and and all of that, because if that's where I pulled from, then obviously um, it wouldn't be a good experience. And I would just sit there, you know, angry and pouty. So I did that and it wasn't easy. Um, And it was it was okay, you know? I mean, it wasn't like uh, the best conversation I've ever had in my life. Um, but I had a good time, and we had good food, and, uh, you know, made her laugh a few times. And then um, she got into an Uber, and uh, here are those noises. Chud, what is going on? Holy shit. It sounds like uh, there's an, a concrete avalanche happening in the, this parking garage. It's passing. Anyway, that's a good. That's a, a a real life experience of me making that decision to go into something with a new mindset, uh, go into it differently as a challenge to myself to see if I can do it. And so, I kind of want to end with a challenge to you. Whatever you are dreading this week, whether it is a conference call or a meeting, or if you're dreading a workout, or you're dreading, um, I don't know, maybe you have to hang out with someone that you really don't want to. Uh, see if you can change your mindset. See if you can change your way into it. See if you can go into it differently, knowing that the ability to do so is the goal, right? If you can actually flip the script in a genuine way, that's a huge tool. That is a life tool. That is um. That is that. That's amazing. I mean, I I. Uh, I could only do it um, through mindfulness, gratitude, pre- like a lot of what Jack Jack Cornfield talks about. Um, and going back to Keanu Reeves, I feel like <laughs> like I got to pull from my Keanu Reeves, right? I got to pull from just being going into it with curiosity, not judgment, and what I think it's gonna be like, and being super present. And and if I really intentionally do that. Um, the experience ends up ends up being a lot better than what I imagined in my head. And then you start to uh, trust yourself. And I think the more that you can do that, 
um, the more power you will have over going into conflict, going into things that make you uncomfortable, things that you have to do in this world. And uh, you, your nervous system won't be so activated. You know, you won't be going into it with tight fists, but you'll be going into it with open palms and life will just be so much more easier. Dreading is, I think, one of the the biggest viruses of the human condition of life. And when you dread, you can't feel joy and gratitude. And that's where um, that's where life in color is. You know, so if you want to live in black and white on a sketchy, static TV from the 50s, then just dread shit. I dreaded stuff for half of my life. Um, and still I struggle with it as I am right now. So that's the uh, challenge for you today. And um, hopefully you can work on that if that is uh, something you want to work on and have the ability to go into any situation with the mindset that you choose so you're not dreading but instead you're curious and feeling gratitude so i just finished what i was dreading and what i thought was going to be like a 16 hour day only took like four hours it went by so fast that i don't even remember <laughs> um doing it and this is just another great example of us getting in the way of ourselves us instead of experiencing things with open arms and in a neutral state um, coming into things in a lower frequency so in this case me dreading and um, coming into it with that kind of energy and then realizing afterwards that it was a completely different experience and so just another life lesson and reminder to you to go into things that you normally would uh, dread or not want to do but go into those things especially with openness because you can give yourself a new experience and realize that just because you had a um, difficult or poor experience before that it, it, it may not be the same you know and it's that belief that it's not going to be the same it's that mindset that i think rewires and um, sets us up for something new because if not we just kind of go into the same shit with the same default setting of dread anger what whatever uh short tempered no patience or maybe it's just me but we go into things that way and it's like we we uh create our own um results by that right uh we, we manifest our own experiences by going into it already with that kind of negativity. I hope you go into things uh, more open and surprise yourself that what you thought was not going to be good ended up turning into something good and positive. Hey, if you have a passion for helping others and you want to create a more meaningful career or add to your current skill set, it's time to become a life coach with Lumia. When I became a life coach many years ago, there wasn't anything like this. So I developed this program alongside with Noel Cordo, Lumia Coach Training. And it's amazing. It's 100% live and online, meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, ICF accredited to with 20 diverse instructors in a thriving alumni community. Go to theangrytherapist.com and click on Become a Coach 
and explore Lumia Coach Training. I'll see you in class.